fucking do this. Let's fucking do this. Let's do this fucking podcast. Let's do this podcast. Let's do this podcast. Then we'll get fucking done with it. (laughs) Hi, everybody. It is me. Yeah, boy. Stu McAllister. With me, as always, are the dogs. We got uh, Wean Dog over there. We got Sadie Dog in the kitchen somewhere doing her thing. Uh, I had him in the cage, everybody. I got a big old cage every once in a while. I'll throw him in that kennel. And because uh, I get pissed. <laughs> it's for their own safety. I threw them in there because uh, they shit in the living room. Now, I don't really like the dog shitting anywhere. But I get, uh, I get if these dogs, like, uh, they're here a long time by themselves and they gotta take a dump. I get it. Right? I can't be too mad at them. I work a long day. They can't hold it. Have at it. But they shit in the goddamn living room. And then I stepped in it. (laughs) Fuck! (laughs) So they were in the goddamn kennel. And then my neighbor started his snowblower. And fucking wean dog hates it. She, She gets so damn anxious about it. I don't think she gets that anxious when he does the lawn in the summer when he's doing the lawnmower. But for whatever reason, the snowblower really bothers her. So she's going nuts. She's in there with Sadie Dog. Sadie Dog don't give a fuck. She's like, why am I in here with this lunatic dog? (laughs) But they got through it. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Elemental Podcast. It is Monday, January 24th. 2020 dose. I am your host, Stu McAllister, uh, ex comedian, ex social worker, current dip and die driver. But it's going to be over soon, baby. It's going to be over soon. And I know I've said this before. How many times have I quit that damn job? How many times have I said dip and dots is no longer for life? Because Dibbin Dots used to be for life. But now I've said, fuck that shit. Ah, uh, no. <laughs> so I gave I gave my two-week notice today. My boss was like, thanks for fucking me over. Uh, and I know he's he, he means it, but he's also joking about it. And I told him, and I said this with all sincerity, I said I would stay if... Uh, the Whitecaps treated this job like a real job. Like a real goddamn adult job. But they don't want to fucking do it. They don't want to fucking do it. And I know they don't want to do it because I've been dealing with this bullshit for over three fucking years. God damn, I can't believe I've wasted three years of my life at that place. Never thought I was going to be there for that long. I do enjoy the job. I like it enough. There, There's a lot of frustration with it. God God only knows that I'm going to have the same amount of frustration uh, at the new job. I know it. Ah, 
Excuse me, it was a late night last night. I know I'm going to have frustration, but fuck me. Fuck this, fuck my job. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, so yeah, we'll, I'm starting on uh, February 8th at the new job. I'll let you guys know what the fuck it is after I've been there a couple days. Now I'll let you guys know. Uh, I got a lot of messages yesterday. Y you guys know, if you're regular listeners to this podcast, you fucking know. Uh, the Buffalo Bills played the Kansas City Chiefs. And it was arguably the greatest football game of all time. Hopefully you watched it. Um, it was uh, It was very difficult for me to watch um i mean ultimately the bills lost there was the, with two minutes left in the game i think they said 25 points were scored <laughs> it clearly was just this game of lunacy of uh, bill scored quickly chief scored quickly bill scored quickly chief score, uh, scored quickly etc just fucking crazy and uh sadly the Bills lost in overtime. Uh, one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. And unfortunately, the team that I wanted to win lost. Do I feel bad about this team? Fuck no. Do I feel bad about the season? Fuck no. Uh, great goddamn team. Uh, it was a great season. The Bills uh, definitely had some ups and downs in the middle. Uh, unfortunate loss, but what are you going to do? I, you know, a lot of guys, I think in my old age, I've clearly mellowed. I would have had a, a huge hissy fit 20, 30 years ago, but now I'm just like, man, it sucks. It was fun. But I look at it this way. I had to get up this morning and go to work. If the Bills won, I still would have to get up and go to work. Nothing changes for me specifically other than i have less serotonin in my goddamn brain <laughs> it would have been much nicer to have had the bills win and uh i go on about my day but i i do believe i do believe whoever won that game last night is going to win uh the super bowl i i don't think i don't think the bengals got a shot i don't think the rams got a shot I definitely don't think the Niners got a shot. It's uh, it's the Chiefs. And, and if the Bills had won, I would have felt the same fucking way. The Bills were winning the Super Bowl. But what are you going to do? Uh, you know, it came down. The overtime rules in the playoffs uh, in the NFL are kind of lame. It, it's uh, They flip the coin. Uh, team gets the ball. If they score a touchdown first. It's uh, it's game over, and that's what happened. Kansas City won the toss. They get the ball. They march down. They score a touchdown, and game over. So the Bills don't even get an opportunity to score. I feel like both teams should be able to touch the ball uh, at least once, right? Uh, there you go. Someone I had a friend suggest to me that the playoff rules maybe should be like the, the game doesn't end on a touchdown. The first team scoring a touchdown, it doesn't end unless they go for two and get two. 
They go for an extra point. They go for the, the two extra points. So then that'll make people think about it. I personally think overtime should be determined by the two coaches having a knife fight and they knife fight it out. <laughs> so I don't think any coach ever is, is trying to have a tie ever. No fucking overtime. And I swear to God, the Bills would have won. Sean McDermott would have beat the fuck. He would have stabbed the shit out of Andy Reid. Andy Reid would be uh, fucking not dead from diabetes. He'd be dead from getting gutted like a fat fucking fish. <laughs> uh, it, but it was so funny last night, just getting so many texts and messages and Facebook and Instagram and everything else. And I was watching the game on Paramount Plus, and I, I was having some problems streaming the game. I was getting the spinning wheel of death for whatever reason, and so clearly I'm behind. There's a lag, and I'm behind, and I'm like, God damn, because people are messaging me. They're like just messaging me like, oh, fuck, oh, my God, things like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, what? What happened? And then, you know, 30, 45 seconds later, I'm like, oh, that's what you're freaking out about. And, uh, I had, So I had to put the phone down. I had to put the phone down. I couldn't look at it. I couldn't respond. A lot of people are asking me how I'm feeling. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. I really was planning on destroying the fuck out of uh, Franken table, that table that I have with the wooden legs. But it didn't happen. Didn't happen. Didn't, it didn't. It did not happen. So I got to wait. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do with that table. I think I I will uh, I will destroy it maybe at the draft, at the NFL draft. I I don't know. Got to figure this shit out. I can't I can't keep that table in my backyard forever. I suppose I can just uh, take it apart, take those wooden legs off completely, and then just store it that way in the garage. Fuck! 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 I did everything I could, man, to get, have good juju. I snowblowed out everybody's sidewalk yesterday. Uh, I took my vitamins and said my prayers. Just wasn't meant to be, everybody. Wasn't meant to be. Um, and I'm sure for someone who had no investment in the game, if you were not a Chiefs fan, not a Bills fan, and you were watching it, you probably were like, holy fuck, this is the greatest game I've ever seen in my life. But it was very difficult for me to watch. I'm sure it was very difficult for a lot of Chiefs fans to watch. Because uh, you just got caught up. Like, you can feel it in your chest. You physically can feel it. And I physically felt it. Like, anxiety, I guess, would be the, the best comparison. I was, I was feeling anxiety. And it just... Ugh. No good. No good. So, uh, going to have a lot... I mean, I'm going to continue to watch the playoff games you know the, the championship games and the super bowl it'll be a good time good time good time good time good time good time so uh did you guys when you were watching it did you um is this it here there was a uh at the end of the game well not not at the end of the game but 
I think it was the fourth quarter. The Bills were driving. They were looking to score. And I right now, I apologize, everybody, for football talk. But it's at the forefront of my brain. And so I just need to fucking talk about it. But uh, there was a guy who ran out on the field. And I just don't understand. Um, in, in today's day and age, anyone who's like, I'm going to run out on the fucking field. And, you know. And you're and and you're what? What are you doing? What the fuck are you doing out on the field? And uh, so this guy, I don't know. He's 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 not even naked. If you're gonna run out on the field, you need to be naked. Now I know it was Kansas City. And uh, I know it was cold as shit, but this dude should have just been fucking naked. What a fucking loser. And so, I don't for whatever reason, he's running out to the huddle. And, um, uh, again, I don't know what his intention is. He's, he's a young man. I'm assuming he's just drunk as fuck. And uh, the players are just kind of standing around. When all of a sudden, boom goes the dynamite. And Buffalo Bills player, Stefan Diggs, just shoulder tackles him. Boom, and he got a running head start too. God, it's the greatest thing I've seen. And uh, knocked him over. Security came over. Uh, they fucking hogtie this bitch. I wish they had put him in a chokehold, to be perfectly honest. This one guy kind of has him in a weird half Nelson. He's got his other arm kind of around this guy's neck. He's sort of like buck kicking. Uh, one of the Bills players actually took the dude's shoes. The, the dude lost his shoes. They came flying off after uh, Stefan Diggs knocked him down and security came over. One of the Bills players just took his shoe and threw it across the field. He's like, fuck you, and fuck your dumb shoe, you stupid motherfucker. You dumb cracker-ass cracker. And uh, it's dumb, because this guy now, he's probably banned from Arrowhead Stadium forever. But again, as I've said before, how are they going to fucking make that effective? If that dude wanted to see a game again... I'm sure that he could buy a ticket. Bam, man, he just... Stefan Diggs' brother uh, plays for the Dallas Cowboys, and he is a cornerback for the Cowboys. Uh, what is his brother's name? Trevon. Trevon Diggs. I'm sure he would have been very uh, pleased and happy with how his brother tackled that guy. It's unfortunate that Stefan Diggs didn't have a good of a fucking football game as he did of a tackle. I think he only had three catches for like seven yards or something like that. And that's just for one of the best receivers in the league that's just not going to cut it. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, Gabriel Davis, one of the other receivers for the Bills, had eight catches for 201 yards and four touchdowns. And that sets some sort of like playoff record 
Uh, but it doesn't. It doesn't fucking mean anything. God damn, it doesn't mean anything. Should I go jump off the garage roof right now and smash that table? Should I fucking do it? Oh no, fuck. Fuck! Fuckity fuck fuck fuck. So, uh, you know, I always encourage everybody uh, to join the Bills Mafia, right? I get you guys are rooting for another team. Whatever team it is. You live in Michigan, you're probably a Lions fan, right? You live in Texas, odds are good you're a Cowboys fan, right? I don't know. You live in South Florida, you're a Dolphins fan, right? I get Philly, you're an Eagles fan, whatever. Good for you. But if you want a secondary team, or if you ultimately want to fucking go, fuck the Lions, we're never restoring the roar, uh, Bill's Mafia is a good way to go. The Bills have been good for the last uh, five years. They always, uh, the last four years, they've always had a good shot at fucking winning the whole damn thing. And I'll tell you why you should be a part of the Mafia. It's fun. It's fun. We smash tables. We fucking tailgate like a motherfucker. We pound beers. Uh, we donate a lot of money to charity. So we aren't all just like drunken fucking louts. Like, I'll, I'll be perfectly honest. Those guys are going to be part of every team's fan base. The, the loud, drunk knuckleheads. Like the guy who ran out onto the field. The dumb loud drunk knucklehead but uh the bills also are very um supportive of the team and uh last night the bills uh the bills got home at like three in the morning or something like that and uh bills fans always show up to the airport i'm playing a little clip here i don't know if you can hear it at the back and there are just hundreds of people in the frigid cold waiting to fucking uh cheer the fans and uh it's just i mean it's uh it's heartwarming it's stupid it's uh incredible uh I, I don't know i imagine if you were a player the, the buffalo might be a team you actually want to play for like i get you probably don't want to live in buffalo i'll be the first one to tell you that uh buffalo's not a very big city not a very uh metropolitan type city very blue collar but uh, it, there's good people there who do good things and they mean well and they like to get drunk and eat ch chicken wings. <laughs> I even made myself some chicken wings last night for the game. Uh, one of the things that I thought was cool, they played, uh, again, I don't know if you watched the game. Fuck, so many of you people have turned off this podcast. You're like, God damn it, Steve. I heard Seven Nation Army 
being played last night at the fucking Chiefs game, and that is the game. That is the song that the Bills play when they kick off the football. The the White Stripes Seven Nation Army, and it was just amazing to hear that song in crazy Arrowhead Stadium being played, and it was just so loud. You're like, what the fuck? And can we all be perfectly honest? I'm gonna be honest with y'all right here, everybody. The fucking tomahawk chop chant, that can go away for fucking forever. The oh, it's it's fucking dumb. It's been going on, I don't know, 40 years plus. I don't know where it started. Tallahassee with Florida State. Atlanta with the Braves. Uh, did it start with Kansas City? I don't know. All these Indian-named sports teams fucking do it. In all of them, it's always dumb as fuck. It's annoying and stupid, and all their fans are doing the arm chop thing. Fuck them. Fuck you, Chiefs fans. When the Chiefs first showed up with Patrick Mahomes... And they got to the Super Bowl, and they lost to whoever the fuck it is they lost to. Who did they lose to? Uh, no, actually, they won the first year. They beat the Niners the first year, and then they lost to the Bucks last year. I rooted for them the first year. Yeah, fuck yeah. I rooted for them against the Bucks because fuck Tom Brady. But now I'm like, fuck the Chiefs. <laughs> The Chiefs are now the team. They're too damn good. They're there every year. Any team that's there every year, any team that's always the favorite, they can go fuck themselves. Right? So, I mean, I got a root for the Bengals. Will the Bengals win? Fuck no. I'll root for the Niners or the Rams if, it, if they're playing against the Chiefs. And will they win? Fuck no. The Chiefs are going to win. God damn it. Oh, fuck. Fuck them right in their goddamn goat hole. <laughs> um, all right. Since I talked about starting a new job, I saw this post. And I don't, is, is this Google listening to me? Is this Google, like, knowing what's going on? I saw this article that said seven signs of a toxic workplace you can spot on your very first day. Oh, God. Uh, all right, number one. No one bothers to welcome or include you on your first day. And um, that that is something I saw when I worked one day uh, for Spartan Foods in their warehouse. Not one fucking person came up to me uh, when I was there. Like, I had to search out people. Like, I walked in, I showed up, I'm there, nobody knew fuck about fuck. <laughs> and it wasn't until I actually talked to a supervisor or whatever, and then he, he put me with somebody. But then nobody gave a fuck. No one cared. I was like, oh my god, do all warehouse jobs suck like this? And the answer probably is yes. But it sucked. I knew it would suck. I knew I would hate it. I said, fuck you, fuck your mom, and I quit. <laughs> Done. 
Number two, you witness rude behavior that no one stops, not even your own boss. Yeah, that's when you know uh, management's got zero control over everything. That's when you know morale is awful. You can't have the inmates running the show. And I've kind of seen that at uh, Dippin' Dots. Like, I've, my coworkers, sometimes they just need to be told to go fuck themselves or they need to be fucking shown the door. I've told my boss all the time, like, to fire these motherfuckers. It was funny. The very first stop I did today for Dippin' Dots, I did a route. Fuck it, it was easy peasy for sheezy. But uh, I'm, I'm sitting there in the gas station and I'm listening to a manager talk to one of her fucking employees. And she was saying to her employee that they had dipshits working at the gas station. And that she wanted to fire them. But that her, the owner wouldn't let her fire them. And I guess there's a, they get, it's a lot of fear of like we can't find employees to work. So it's better to have a dipshit than no shit. I guess. And I I don't believe that. Sometimes I feel like you need to clear house and maybe you're a little short-staffed, but fuck, you muddle through it. The good employees will get you through it. And I just thought it was funny that she described her employees as dipshits because when I went up to talk to her, I said, you got dipshits, we got dipshits. There are dipshits everywhere. It's the worst. Number three, coworkers are too eager to gossip about colleagues in front of you. Yeah, I always fucking hated that. I've always been like, it's my first fucking day. I don't know anybody. Why? Like, I, I, that was an issue when I fucking worked at the goddamn blood center. That was part of the reason why I left that was because these people were sh shitting on each other, and I'm like, fuck, I gotta work with you people. That's all they were doing was just shitting on their coworkers. I'm like, fucking Christ. And I was an old guy at the uh, at the blood center. Like it, everyone was like under the age of 30, and I'm the old fuck over the age of 50. And they're all fucking shitting on each other. And it's mostly chicks too. Most of the phlebotomists were women. And I'm like, God, I don't want any part of this. So I got the fuck out. It was it was uh, unpleasant for me. Number four, you learn that no one has stayed longer than a few months. Yep, that's something that I ask in interviews. When they're interviewing you, you should interview them. Like, why is this job open? Did someone get promoted? Did someone leave? Like, what the fuck? How long have you been working here? Why do you continue to work there? What, what do you like about it? And yeah, man, if it's turnover city, fucking Christ. Awful. Number five, the company is proud to show off values they should not be proud of. I'm not really sure what that means. Let's see here. When you start a new job, you introduce to what the organization really considers important, whether they mean to reveal it or not. Uh, someone said a company proudly showed its 150 years of history via photos in the atrium. I'm going through 150 years and I did not see a single black person or person of color. That alone speaks to volumes to me. The fact that that is curated and they're showing that intentionally is a reflection of who we are over the past 150 years. To me, that is just as bad if it's intentional or unintentional. Yeah, I get that. I get that. 
You want to be inclusive. Maybe they're unaware of their not being inclusive. So I, I get it, though. Number six, the expectations of the job you enter for are radically different in reality. Yeah. <laughs> I know about that. They're like, yeah, you're going to do this, this, and this. And when you get there, you're like, you're going to do this and this. And you're like, ah, fuck, I don't want to do that or that. Eat my butthole. And number seven, you finish your first day filled with dread about the next. That's how I fucking felt day one at that uh, Spartan Food Warehouse job. I was like, I do not want to go back to that shithole. Did not at all. So those are seven signs. Fuck me, man. I am so nervous that I'm just going to have, I'm going to deal with that shit. Am I always going to deal with awful shit jobs? I don't want to deal with awful shit jobs anymore. I just don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You know what I do want to do? I just want to go through uh, football cards. <laughs> it's all I want to do. Can I open a little uh, sports card shop and just sell fucking trading cards? Whether it's uh, football, baseball, or basketball, or hockey, I'd prefer to do fucking football. But yesterday, yesterday, uh, before the game started, you know, early in the morning, I'm still in bed, not wanting to get out. It's cold as fuck here. The dogs were snuggling with me. It was, it was good morning. I'm perusing through Facebook, and even though I'm still banned on Facebook, everybody, I'm banned until Friday. Ugh, Facebook is dumb as shit. Uh, I can still look at things. And I saw on Facebook Marketplace, this guy was selling three huge boxes of football cards. And they were all uh, at a super good price. So I messaged the dude and I said, hey man, hey man. I said, I am interested in your cards. Would I be able to pick them up today? And he's like, yup, come get a motherfucker. And I was like, all right. So I never met the dude because the dude, I don't know if people are just afraid of things in this day and age of COVID and I, and I get it, but he's like porch pickup only. I'll have them on the porch, put the money under the, under the mat, the welcome mat. And he wanted cash, which is, uh, I'm okay with, but you'd almost think in this day and age of, uh, you want to do everything electronically like paypal or venmo or cash app or whatever but he wanted straight cash so this dude's fucking old school so i get the three boxes they're there i said hey man i'll be there like 10 30 i got there he they were out there apparently he was he sold some other shit because there was a big box of like dvds i should have took those too <laughs> oh thanks for the free dvds dude later uh and then when i got home I'm going through them, and, I mean, it took me hours, everybody, hours. Like, I watched the entire first playoff game, and I still wasn't done doing them. So, you know, I'm just looking at them, sorting them, and all of these cards, too. I did not realize when I purchased it, all of the cards were rookie cards, meaning it was the first year of the player. And I'm like, how fucking weird is that? Like, that's, that's crazy. 
So to me, I'm like, this guy clearly, he was a, uh, he was a dealer, a sports car dealer. Like, I don't know if he had a shop or if he ran a little stand at like a flea market or something like this. That's not something like an average collector like me. Like I wouldn't have just boxes of rookie cards. Like that's, that's unusual. Look, usually you're like going specific years specific teams you just don't have fucking boxes and boxes of rookies would if i had known that was the case would i have bought it i don't know it was a super good price but i'm like i don't know but i did and i'm glad i did and it was fun so why can't i just do that for a living why can't i collect cards and sell cards and make a fucking living. Because it's stupid, Stu. <laughs> Whatever makes you happy, Stu, you can't make any kind of money off of it. Fuck. Comedy? Fuck. Uh, back when you did uh, triathlons? Running? Fuck. <laughs> Ugh. Oh well. What are you gonna do? You, you, you move on with your life. You try to have fun. You try not to be a dick. You try not to hurt anybody. You muddle through life. When I, I was listening to a Bill's podcast today, because you guys know I do, not only do I do podcasts, I fucking listen to podcasts. And I listened to the one Bill's podcast, and they, they got a little existential. And they were kind of getting in the whole weird, like, Matrix theme of, like, are we in a simulation? Is uh, is somebody playing a video game and we're just in the video game? They're getting a little too much. And I was like, come on, guys. Fuck this Matrix bullshit. Uh, our lives are our lives. And trust me, everybody, if, uh, if I was living in a simulation, this would not be my fucking life. <laughs> I would be fucking dealing sports cards for a living and I would be living on a beach somewhere. Sipping on fucking real beer, not N.A. beer. And uh, smoking a cigar because uh, it, it would not make me sick. I would not get cancer from a cigar and it wouldn't smell like shit. Every once in a while I do got a hanker and a smoking a cigar. How weird is that? I haven't smoked in anything in like 15 years, I guess. Not like I smoked a shit ton of cigars to begin with, but... Ugh. I got a message from a listener today today about uh, how they they work with the elderly and they talked about how one of their clients passed away from COVID and their client was not vaccinated and their client was like anti-vaccination the whole I don't believe COVID exists. I don't think this is anything stronger than the flu. Whatever. And now they're dead. And so the question that was posited to me was how this person's family was going to respond or react to it all. Because apparently the family also is not, is not vaccinated. And while the vaccination doesn't prevent you from getting ill... It's kind of like you get vaccinated 
for like I've I've been vaccinated for the flu and I'm I'm not gonna lie the one time the very first time in a long time that I had gotten the flu shot I got so sick from the flu it was ridiculous and the problem was apparently the uh, flu strain that I was inoculated for was not the flu strain that I had con uh, contracted. That's just how it works, though, everybody. That's how it works. And, uh, you know, but the, the, the vaccination is there to make sure that you don't get incredibly ill. So please go get vaccinated if you haven't been vaccinated, right? I wear my mask basically because, I, I mean, I know a couple people who have passed away from the Rona. And uh, I don't want to get it and I want to be respectful. And there you go. But someone who's a cocksucker, um, who's, who's not wanting to get vaccinated, uh, and, and I don't know, thinks he knows what the fuck is going on, is a 76-year-old Eric Clapton. What a fucking piece of shit. He is uh, anti-vaccination. He claims that he had been duped into getting the COVID-19 jab by subliminal messaging in a pharmaceutical advertisement and urged others not to fall for it. Jesus Christ. Did he play uh, American football or something? Does he have CTE? Does he have problems? He continues, whatever the memo was, it hadn't reached me. He said, referring to the mass formation hypnosis conspiracy which gained traction in 2021 as part of an anti-vaccine propaganda. Credited to Belgian psychologist Matthias Desmond. What a name. The theory essentially points to sort of a mind control that has taken over society, allowing for unscrupulous leaders to easily manipulate populations into, for example, accepting vaccines or wearing face masks. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Ah. Uh. Then I started to realize there was a really, there was really a memo in a guy, Matthias Desmet, uh, who talked about it. And it's great, the theory of mass formation hypnosis. And I could see it then. Once I kind of started to look for it, I saw it everywhere. What the fuck is this? Listen, dude, just because you're one of the greatest guitar players of all time doesn't mean that you're not a fucking cuckoo. Uh. Despite making headlines, others in the music community have alienated him, Clapton said. I would try to reach out to fellow musicians, and sometimes I just don't hear from them. My phone doesn't ring very often. I don't get that many texts and emails anymore. Meanwhile, Clapton has been known to throw his support behind other anti-vax activists, including donating more than 1300 to a British rock group who were slapped with fines for breaching COVID-19 protocol. Ugh. Aside from his work with uh, Van Morrison, who also is anti-vax, Clapton also released the song This Has Gotta Stop last year with a similar message. I can't take this BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You want to claim my soul, you have to come and break down this door. I don't want your soul, Clapton. And uh, you can stay in your house. Please never leave. You're doing your job by never leaving your house. I don't want to be near you. It's funny to me how a guy 
who thinks everybody else is under some sort of weird mass hypnosis uh, himself has probably been conned, conned and scammed into things. I don't believe that you are correct, Mr. Clapton. And I would tell it to your face as we have a knife fight. We've gone into overtime and I will stab you in the throat. Now you can go back and do more cocaine, Eric Clapton. I always thought that he was overrated myself. When he did that fucking Michelob commercial after midnight. You guys remember that? Are you old enough to remember that? I went down a weird rabbit hole this weekend uh, because of Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> How weird is that? Apparently Dick Buckus is on Twitter now. He finally got his blue check mark, meaning it's really him, I guess. And one of his first tweets after he got it was to tweet something at Aaron Rodgers about like, I'm, I'm coming for you, Aaron, or something like that. And a lot of people were curious as to what that was about, like if it was like uh, because of Aaron Rodgers' anti-vaccination stance or what. I think it probably had more to do with the fact that Aaron Rodgers said he owned the Chicago Bears and Dick Buckus is one of the greatest Chicago Bears player of all time. So I don't think it had anything to do specifically with COVID or politics or any of that shit. I think it had more to do with the Bears-Packers rivalry. But uh, it got me thinking. Dick Buckus used to be in those old Miller Lite commercials. Now, I don't know if you guys remember those from the early 80s. Whereas the whole great taste, less filling battle and every Miller Lite commercial would have like anywhere from like five to 10 to 20 fucking sports uh, celebrities. And um, God, do you guys remember them? They were so fucking great. And so I went down this weird rabbit hole on YouTube of just watching more and more of these Miller Lite commercials. And a good majority of them revolved around Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre was usually kind of the main character, but Mickey Spillane was in them. Dick Budkiss, uh, Bubba Smith, Rodney Dangerfield. Uh, And it's so funny, too, because I'm watching these things, and some of the celebrities that were in the commercials, I was like, I have no fucking clue who that dude was. No fucking clue. Who is this dude? So I knew he was like a sports personality of some kind but like, I don't know who the fuck that guy is so it's just funny so I would encourage all of you if you're if you're my age late 40s early 50s I, I imagine you'll love seeing those commercials they were just so damn funny to me too now I don't know if they make commercials like that anymore where they just include a shit ton of celebrities for whatever product. I don't think they do. I don't really see too much commercials because they don't have broadcast television. So it was weird watching Paramount Plus and kind of seeing some real commercials. And I saw one for... uh, It was the fucking... It had something to do with keeping religion out of government which i'm all about i don't think religion should be involved in government at all but this guy jesus it was so weird it made me go is this a parody is this satire 
Like, I don't, I'm beginning to think this isn't real. Because the guy, at the end of it, he goes, and President Ronald Reagan, a life, life-avowed atheist, doesn't care about burning in hell. Because he's an atheist and doesn't believe there is a heaven or hell. It was just such a weird way of, like, trying to get people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy's got some points. Very weird. But anyway, go go down that rabbit hole of Miller-like commercials. I'm, I'm telling you, if you, and if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, go watch it. I, I love the ones that have Rodney Dangerfield in them, too. Rodney was the greatest. All right, everybody, that's it. I'm done for the day. I am clearly not the greatest, but uh, I do appreciate you guys listening to this podcast. If you guys do enjoy this podcast, I do have the Patreon. That's pretty much every other day. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. The Patreon is pretty much every other day. Every once in a while, i got to take a break. Uh, just five bucks a month. Uh, pretty easy peasy. One less ice mocha mocha in your life. Give it a, If you like this shit, you'll love that shit because it's the same shit, just more of that shit. That's all. Uh, I also got hats, too. I know it's cold as fuck outside. I got some winter hats. They're black. They're knit wool caps. Well, I don't know if they're wool, but they're knit caps, and it's got Elemental Podcast embroidered on it. So if you would like one, uh, they're just 25 bucks. That would include shipping, and uh, I will mail them out to you. I take PayPal, Venmo. Uh, if you want to give me cash, great. If you want to give me football cards and trade, great. I'll do any of that shit. And, uh, but if you live in the Grand Rapids area, just 20 bucks, and I will deliver to your house personally. How about that? Uh, if you guys can do me a solid, like the Facebook page, like the Twitter page, go check out another episode podcast. That's uh, another podcast you should be listening to. Matt Harper and Mandy Lane, they talk about movies that shape their childhood. I don't know if Matt and... Yeah, I don't think Matt and Mandy would really remember those Miller Lite commercials. I think they're too young. They wouldn't remember them. They were fucking... I don't even know if they were born when those commercials were going on. But they talk about old movies. These are movies that are good 20 years old or older. It's always a lot of fun. New episodes every Wednesday. You can listen on your favorite uh, podcast platform. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's another episode podcast. And then Matt is a great artist as well as a podcaster. And he's got an Instagram page for his art matt harper art it's also on tiktok too tiktok also and uh so he's got up stuff that he drew it's for sale if you would uh, like him to draw something for you he can do that as well just get at him matt harper art on instagram or tiktok then we got magic jvm that's john badass midgley he's got a page for his magic so you can see him doing uh, some tricks Everybody loves magic. He throws some art up there as well. He's a very talented artist. So go check him out on Facebook, Magic JBM. And then last but not least, Stephanie and Adam House. They got a page on Facebook called The Sunday Slaw. They eat coleslaw. They talk about the coleslaw. They Facebook Live it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I'd like them to try and find some uh, chicken wing coleslaw. Get some of that chicken wing sauce on the coleslaw. Get some coleslaw and put chicken wing sauce on it. That's what I want. Do it. So go like their page too, the Sunday Slaw. So that's it. Everybody, I am done. I will be back tomorrow for uh, the Patreon. 
Otherwise, I will see you on Thursday for the next freebie. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. Have a good day. Love you. Okay, bye.